Hello and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Pym, and I am an erotic writer as well as the producer of a live stage show about sex and sexuality called Bedpost. Here at the Bedpost Podcast, I invite past guests and performers from the stage show into my house to have a more in-depth sex-positive conversation. And today I have comedian and actress... Haley Kellett! Hello! Hello, Haley! How are you, Erin? Oh, I'm so good. Oh, great. Me I'm, too. I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here and talk about all the sex. Yes, all mm-hmm. the sex. Haley did a show, did a show, did my show, <laughs> and on my show, she did a set, a real life story, kind of involving her family. Yeah. But not in a weird way, yeah. in an amazing <laughs> sex positive way yeah. that a youth, you know, would only be too happy to grow up into. Oh, you are horrified as you go through it, but yeah. looking back, it's the best. <laughs> Yes. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so what, um, I don't recall in the actual story, did you have a talk with your mom? Oh, all the time. All the time. All the time. There was not talk. just one talk. It was an ongoing conversation for the majority of my life. It still oh, happens. See that? It does? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, when did it start? Oh, I was maybe seven years old. Oh, what did she start saying? Um, Just that like pseudo masturbation talks like it feels good to do this you're gonna rub up against the couch my i have a younger brother and an older sister my older sister has special needs so it was a constant conversation because lauren was going through that stuff yeah and you were seeing and we were seeing it and so it was like lauren can't do this this is what's happening you're gonna go through this so let's talk about it and we would talk about it all the time whenever new stuff was coming up depending on how old we were generally like what happens around that age my mom would bring new topics up that is so amazing and yeah. interactive. It was parenting. Like, oh, it's so interactive. So, yeah. what was your first? Um, so, when she talked to you about it, do you recall whether you had done it already a bit, or was oh, it? Like, did you know what she was talking about at all? Kind of. When she um, starts talking about these things to you, yeah. Like I remember the first one being up at my cottage in the middle of the winter in Paris, uh, <laughs> and we just all sat down around the woods. The whole family. The whole family. Uh, my dad wasn't there. Okay. My dad was uh, with Lauren somewhere else, but my mom sat my brother and I down in front you of the fire, that. and uh, I was very little. And just talking about, the first one was just about, this is normal, and we didn't go into any real details, but it just, okay. just the idea of whatever you're doing is okay. Yeah. Um, whatever you're doing with whatever yourself you're, Yeah, is okay. okay, just don't do it in public. That was our first conversation. That was the first Do it conversation. by yourself, it's okay to do it, just don't do it in public. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember kind of what your first experiences were with oh, masturbation? Man. I wish I could really remember. I feel you like it was something that just kind of like... Uh, like I would like that idea of wearing tight jeans. Yeah. Like, Ooh, Ooh <laughs> the seam is rubbing me. Yeah. Uh, like that kind of thing. Or always wanting to wear dresses and skirts because the wind felt good. Yeah. Like that was mine. But I don't really think I really dove into masturbating until I was like late Older. teenager, like maybe 17, 16. I was a pillow humper for sure. Oh, I humped a lot of stuffed animals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I don't think I made any like skin to skin contact. No, I or, didn't like, with the intention later. of this is what I want to do. I just 
like, oh, well, I have a giant stuffed tiger that I'm going to feels... pretend is my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Did we you would... have, like, a scenario? Oh, God. My friend yes? Laura. My friend Laura and I. This is the worst. Uh, <laughs> Laura was my best friend. She lived across the street from my house. This is one of the most embarrassing things. Yes. Uh, and she would come over and we would play, like, extreme house in the basement. <laughs> and we, I had, like, the basement, we had an unfinished basement, so my mom and my dad would let us paint the walls and draw whatever we wanted to because cool. they intended on finishing it eventually, but we never did. Yeah. So it was, like, one giant craft Art zone. project. Huge. And we had all these giant stuffed animals, and I had a tiger, and then Laura would take, like, whatever animal she would choose, and we would just carry them around the basement and be like, ooh, this is my husband. His name is Tiger. What's your husband's name? And we'd play that as like, great, let's go on a date. And we'd do like a fake dinner date and be like, great, date is over. Time to go home. Really? And we would go <laughs> into this room and just like pretend to like be husband and wife with these stuffed animals. So what did that in... Oh, like pretending to kiss what kiss. we thought sex was. Yeah. Which was just like hugging really tight. Yeah, and, like, just moving like around. moving and hugging. Yeah. Yeah. And we would hug. do that. A moving hug, yeah. Uh, and we would do that, and then afterwards just feel like we knew that we were doing something that was kind of dirty. Racy. And we're like, uh, never talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is a girl that I would, like, she would come over every day, and yeah. we would run around my backyard naked. Our neighbors knew us yeah. very well. Yeah, very I had, a, well. I had a two friends. Well, I had a cousin, Laura, and my best friend, Jennifer. Yeah. Similar, I would see them just constantly. constantly. Like, I'd, I'd always be at their house, or they'd yep. be over at mine. And yeah, my best friend, Jennifer, she, we did a lot with Barbies. Like, yep. we would pretty much do the exact same scenario you, you were saying. Our Barbies were Barbies. always naked. They yeah, were yeah. always naked. Yeah, they were always uh, rubbing up against each other, and there was always, like, romantic element. Always. For sure. Yeah. Uh, always playing house with the husband and the, yeah. and the wife and all that. But not only that, we went into... For some reason, we always role-played, like, a kidnap scenario. <laughs> a sexy kidnap scenario. Oh, yeah. So, that's great. And I have a specific memory about this. Um, Ken would always kidnap Barbie, you know, and he, he'd, he'd tie her up, for sure. And oh, yeah. then he would, he would make her do things. Most I don't totally remember. Yeah. But one specifically, he was making her wear all these ugly clothes. That's amazing. Like, a lot of the clothes that old Barbies were sold with yeah. were just hideous. Like those and you don't wear them again yeah, yeah never. never wore them again so we get all the like super ugly old the oldest barbie yeah. clothes and ken would make her wear them and he once this was jennifer this was not yes. me he said that an old girlfriend had menstruated in this dress <laughs> and made her wear it that's amazing that's so great oh god i love that so much our barbies were always uh my mom never got us like typical Barbies. We always had weird ones, like knockoffs or Stephanie ones. I did Jason Priestley. Uh, yeah, that's as the awesome. Ken. So it wasn't actually we were Ken. Using, it was Jason Priestley. That's time right. Of the person we yeah. were using the Beast from Beauty and the Beast because <laughs> yeah. you could take his fur off and he'd be the prince. Underneath. You could. You could. So he would either be the Beast with Barbie <laughs> or be the prince or be the prince. Yeah, Boom. and Barbie was always in charge in our situation. She was. Mm -hmm. She would make the Beast do things. Really. Oh, Oh, yes. Do you remember anything specific? Oh, just like, get over here, beast. You're mine now. <laughs> just like very aggressive. <laughs> just like demanding. Everything was for Barbie. And the that, beast loved it. And the beast loved it. That's mm -hmm. so great. It was always the opposite with our role play. Yeah. Oh, and then what my cousin and I would do. I remember once my cousin and I 
Mm-hmm. We didn't play Barbies. We played other games. Oh, yeah. Like, I had certain games I played with. I feel Laura. like Barbies were just for Yeah, Barbies sex were just for <laughs> sex. But they, and they were just for Jennifer as yeah, well, my best okay. friend. And I remember taking out the Barbies once with Laura and doing some kidnap weird BDSM <laughs> yeah. scenario and her just not getting it. And I was like, no. we never played Barbies yeah, again. No. <laughs> but a game we did play, we were always naked, yep, for sure. Constantly. There was so much body painting in my childhood but <laughs> yeah and we i know we would run around the house and like hide like i mm-hmm. have a specific memory of us hiding in like our formal dining room behind this like weird seafoam leather oh, couch amazing love seat yes us hiding behind it naked like someone was chasing us <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome let's go back a bit you're talking about your amazing mother. Yeah, yeah. Did you, um, so she had an ongoing conversation with you about ongoing, sex and sexuality. Constantly. Which is amazing. Yeah, um, it was really great. And especially now after I listen to a lot of Dan Savage. Yes, and, me too. And He's hearing how he talks podcast. about when you need to start talking to your kids. Yes. And I, when listening to it going, yeah, that's exactly what I what did. I didn't realize it was unusual and that how lucky I was. I had no idea. I thought yeah. that was kind of standard. Because... What, uh, I'm not sure what type of schooling you I went had. to a public school. Public I went school? To... So what was the sex ed? Mostly about reproduction. Yeah. Like was... all through elementary school, it was mostly about reproduction and what was physically happening to your body is puberty and reproduction. And then yeah. when I went to high school, another public high school, it was a lot of like STD talk. Oh, really? And like a lot of horror, not horror stories, mm-hmm. but this is what's going to happen to you if you have sex. We're not telling you not to, but we're saying if you do... You can get all these diseases. These are the risks. These are the risks. A lot of risk assessment. and then, Not not pleasure-centered. No, obviously. never. And then we spent a lot of time talking about drugs. In a relationship. Yeah, it was At, in, this, in, in, the same, in sex ed. We in spent the half grass. the curriculum talking about cocaine and heroin and marijuana. We would yeah. have projects. Our two big projects. One was everyone got assigned an STD and everyone got yeah. assigned a drug. And we had to do a research and make a pamphlet that the school could give out if it was... To choose to do that. As if they're related. Exactly. It's like, these are not the same thing. See, I went to a yeah. Catholic, uh, both a Catholic high school and a Catholic grade school, and we didn't even, STDs were not even touched yeah. upon at all. It was yeah. all just anatomy, mm-hmm. especially grade school was just anatomy. Yeah. And I don't even recall anything actually about reproduction. Well, no, that's that's not true. Yeah. You saw a baby in a womb, a diagram, yeah. and all this stuff, but you yeah. nev- we never saw anything actually about sex. Like, Yeah, we saw a lot of cartoon videos. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we didn't, we didn't we, at all. Yeah. We, it, was, it wasn't bad, actually. Like, in, in hindsight, I feel like I got a lot of important information out of it. But it painted sex in a really negative way. Uh, it was not yeah. something you were supposed to do. Yeah. And they, of course, separated us. So girls had one class, boys right. had another class. So we could ask the questions we wanted to ask. And it was like that all through high school, too, which I find I understand. But I yeah. feel like it would have been beneficial to have people in the same room. Because I think yeah. it would be good for men to hear the questions hear women ask. Yes. Women to hear the question men ask because they're... I think very different types of questions. No kidding. Um, because I was talking to my brother who went to the same schools as me and his sex ed was very, very different, different than mine. See? Very different. They still talked a lot about drugs. That's so odd. <laughs> and STDs, but it was also, they talked, it was more positive. Like, hey, you're going to do this, man, and it's going to be a yeah. great time. Uh, so you need to be aware of 
how to protect yourself from getting a girl pregnant because that would be the worst. Wow. Like it was yeah. a lot of it was very warning based. Yeah. Uh, it that's, was I I think that's interesting how not only between our two experiences in, in Catholic and public mm-hmm. school system, not only are they not there's nothing positive, mm-hmm. sex positive about it. Yeah. But Catholic like mine was almost it's non existent. It's yeah. not even saying yeah. no, it's like denial, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Like abstinence is yeah. the only way. Yeah. I'm so glad I didn't have that experience. It was not an abstinence only school. Literally it was non-existent just existent education. Ahead. That's crazy. Yeah. That's bananas to me. I don't understand because it doesn't do anything good because you don't have the information. So you're gonna go and try having sex and all the the Which warnings exactly that I was I given, did. that's gonna happen. Like yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So I, I had sex super young yeah. because maybe because of a total lack of awareness. Yeah. I was for, 14, 15. I was 14, 15 as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was your experience with that then? Oh, was, with all your now so good funny. background. <laughs> well, because the nice thing was whenever these sex ed classes, if there were questions that I had that I didn't have the answer for, I would just ask my mom and she would tell me. See, that's um, an awesome setup. So, right like, I had all the warnings from them, and then my mom would be like, by the way, sex is supposed it's to be really fun. It's also supposed to be great. It's supposed to be great. It's fun. So, I didn't have a negative mindset. You so had the balance. I had there. a nice balance. Uh, so, when I met my, uh, I was dating this guy named Alex, who later in life became a missing person and they found him, but that's what I know, right? Uh, he went missing. <laughs> oh my god. I just like that I've dated what, you know? A missing person. Um, sure. A missing person. But, you know, he's fine and fine. Anyways. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so he was two years older than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember almost winning him in a battle between friends. It's a long story that <laughs> boils down to me and this other girl both liked him. Yeah. I asked her permission. I was like, I like him too. Is it okay if I ask him out? And she's like, no, only if you play me first. So I had to go to this guy and pitch my friend. And when he said no, I was like, what about me? And then... <laughs> We started dating. Wait, wait, wait. You have to play me first? Oh, yeah. She's like, you have to make sure that he doesn't, that he wants to date me. And if he does, then I get to date him first. That was her rule. But you had to do it all. I had to do it. She was too shy. So I went to his house and he was adopted. So it was an Mm -hmm. interesting family dynamic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great, but like, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not totally confident in his parents. You know what I mean? Uh So I remember being in his basement and him just being like, so. Oh, we love each other, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. I totally love you. You gave me, like, he got me drunk for the first time. That's who this guy That's is, love. right? That's true That's love. That's true love, right? Missing person. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then he was like, well, like, dinner's not for half an hour. Uh, do you want to try this? Uh, and I was like, sure. He's like, okay. And he was great about it. Like, I remember him asking me and like making sure consent was there and wanting to do this. See, that's another thing mm-hmm. that, oh, what made me start yeah. asking about that Dan Savage says is that's a I can't believe thing. it's not in. That's a huge it's thing huge. that should be talked about in sex ed yeah. in schools. Leave cocaine aside yes, and talk, talk about consent. Talk about consent. Full and utter consent. Yeah. Even and, and if, if you're And if it changes halfway yeah. through... It's not consent. It's not consent. You know, if they say yes, but it's under, they're under duress. Oh, yeah. uh, We could talk for days about this. Right? Yeah. Even if they just show that beautiful tea 
video. You've seen this where it's like, think of consent like tea. No, I haven't. Uh, it's on YouTube. I'll send it to you. It's Great. awesome because it's a long, beautiful video about making somebody tea and yeah. whether they want tea or not. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's two two to three minutes long and it explains everything. Yeah. That's all you have to, like, See, even if it's just that, show that, that video. For you know? me, that is so, so, so important yeah. for a young person. Absolutely. To learn about that. Absolutely. So. So he. It's, he's like, there's half an hour till dinner. Do you want to do this? And I said, yes. And then the whole, like, in the beginning of it, like, before any penetration happened, yes. it was, uh, is this okay? Uh, oh, and great. do you like this? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. And I remember in my brain going, like, even if I don't like this, I want to like this. Mm-hmm. So, like, being 14, 15 and going, I want this to happen, so even if this sucks, I'm going to pretend that I'm into it. Right. Um, which now I would never do. Right, no. But uh, I just wanted to, I wanted to have sex with this guy, and we had the fastest sex in the world, and then <laughs> his mom literally knocked on the door and went, dinner's right ready. After. Uh, immediately afterwards, and we got dressed, and I had to sit down at the table and have a conversation with his with parents. With the parents after? Uh, right after, yeah. Oh, how'd that feel? Oh, it was do the weirdest. Remember? I was just kind of dazed. Yeah. Because I would just catch myself looking at him and then his parents would like almost snap their fingers to get my attention I was so out of it I'd be like these peas are they're great thank you Uh, your new girlfriend's uh, a daydreamer yeah (laughs) they didn't like me when you were growing up earlier than this age obviously did you ever play any of those games like in groups or parties like Like spin spin the bottle bottle or seven seven minutes in heaven yeah Yeah. anything like that did you Uh, not really like uh, it was not something I was interested in because if I wanted to kiss a boy I just did it you just would yeah like my first kiss I was in the fourth grade and we were playing soccer dog Ball yeah. outside, uh, and David Deschamps, who I later dated three times. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was just like, hey, David, I like you. He's like, cool. And then I just ran up to second base and kissed him. Uh, and <laughs> that's just how it went. Mid game, yeah. We played a game. We played, it was basically tag, but it oh was. Oh my a, gosh, kiss it, tag. Yeah, it was kiss tag. <laughs> totally was 100% yeah. kiss tag. We called it Girls Catch Boys, or oh, if yeah. it was the inverse, Boys Catch Girls. Yeah, I remember being invited to these games yeah. a lot in like kindergarten, grade one, grade two. Like these games were very popular. Yeah. Uh, and I thought they were dumb because I didn't understand why why they wouldn't just go and why kiss we the wouldn't boy? just do it like go ask like hey can I do this because so my mom was so wonderful I had so many conversations she was like if you love somebody you care about somebody and you want to do this talk go them. tell them go and... tell them how you feel and then if they say no don't do that thing yeah so yeah. I remember <laughs> I remember my another friend of mine uh, she would catch this boy Paul I believe yeah there are four yeah. Pauls in our grade oh my gosh so there's one, always something I think he was Paul A <laughs> That's appropriate. The first Paul. The first yes. Paul. I like Paul D. Oh, I, I like Paul D. <laughs> but you wouldn't play the game. Only the only the weird boys would play the game. Always. And she, uh, yeah, she'd catch him and she kissed him on the cheek like four or five times. And then I rem- remember she made a huge like hork oh, and no. just spat. That's <laughs> the most badass thing. Like, hey, get over here, Paul A. Kiss, 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 kiss. kiss, kiss. kiss. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. That's so great. One thing we did, though, around that time, uh, rather than we didn't do kiss the spin the bottle and, yeah. and all that, yeah. we slow danced. Ooh. Even at small parties. That's this is like grade six, yeah. seven, five, six, seven, maybe. Yeah. So 
before actual any actual touching was yeah. happening. So this is the only time you actually touched. Wow. Like we we'd have formals at the yeah. school, so that yeah. would be on the bigger scale, some yeah. slow dancing. But we would also do it like there would be co ed parties of like ten people. That's great. Maybe. Oh, and man. we would still do it. Yeah. We'd put on Stairway to Heaven and That's the longest slow song. dance for like <laughs> twenty minutes. Oh our our slow dance song. I can't remember I think it's boys to men but that Oh no, it's counting up to four. But it's like one, two. Make you want to be with you. That was our song. Oh man. Yeah, but I was a huge horn dog. Like, I always felt slightly, not necessarily more mature, because I was in no way more mature than the other people, but just kind of, I knew that I wanted to do it, and it hasn't gone away ever. Just being like, hey, if I wanted, if you want to do this, I'm down. Like, I was the girl. That if I was also attracted to you, we we're would doing fool it. around. We're going to fool around, but I was very clear if I didn't like you. I was like, no, you're never touching Never me. happening. It's not happening. So there were a select handful. Like, people tried a lot. They tried a lot because it like spread around that I was into it. People thought you were yeah. easy. Quote yeah, unquote. for sure. For sure. No, you just I was like, no, I'm only easy if I also like you. But then the easiest. <laughs> See, I was yeah. also known. I was also known as Easy. I yeah. had the nickname Easy E, mm. and this is like late grade school, yeah, and all through high school. Yep. Even though I was in a monogamous four year relationship yeah. in high school, oh, I dated matter. like nine boys in high school. Yeah. Yeah. It was so bad. The stigma attached to it, and uh, I wasn't crazy aggressive with guys, but mm-hmm. I definitely was interested in sex. Yeah. Let's say grade seven yeah. when I was really starting to yeah. look at guys, and and this is so inappropriate. In my school, we graduated like grade eight, and then went to high yeah. school for grade yeah. nine to. 13. The grade eight teacher, he had to write, he wrote a little sentence about each of us in the yearbook about like, I don't know, some clever little thing. Right. Who knows? And mine was about being easy. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. It a was, teacher wrote that? It was like, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Something like, it was something about being easy. That's horrible. About so many boys. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Who's editing this yearbook? Yeah, him, I guess. That's awful. Or another, or a student who Ugh. wouldn't have, Ugh. who wouldn't look at it and be like, that's weird. Someone should edit that because I'm yeah. in grade seven or eight. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. I yeah. hate that so much. I know. There's a lot. Yeah, see, I had like a similar, I feel like we had a similar sexual drive and, and mm-hmm. kind of awakening at that point, but yeah. I had a very negative experience. That's too bad. At school, yeah. specifically. Yeah. And then kind of a non-existent experience at yeah. home, yeah. which kind of attributed yeah. to... I was just very upfront uh, at you. school, so people would be like, hey, you're going to suck my dick? I was like, not yours, <laughs> but somebody else's. Somebody else's, definitely. Like, there was also, like, man, the high school I went to, there was a girl that got a, a reputation for sucking cab drivers' dicks instead of paying for cab fares. Like, it was bananas. Yeah. So I was on the was radar. Was truth but, to it? Oh, yeah, like, she fully admitted it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it was something she actually did or the if she enjoyed the rumor. Sure. Because uh, she got a lot of attention sure. once that story got out. So. Sure. So did you enjoy the... Did you care about what people were saying? No. No. Uh, no, because it didn't... Like, sometimes I feel like I'm sure there were days where I was like, oh, this sucks. Um, Again, talking to your mom about talking it. Talking to my mom about it. Yeah. Uh, talking to... I talked with a lot of people because girls, once they found out that I was open... 
I had a lot of people come and ask me questions. Yeah. Uh, I had Other a lot girls? of girls come and talk to me like, what does this mean? Like, Really? Uh, I explained what a blowjob was many, many times. Really? Uh, it's not just blowing on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, people wanted to know what an orgasm felt like. and wow. um, Because I was also, like, a serial monogamous. I was always in a relationship. Yeah. So, just from one to the yeah, other. Yeah, just from one. Like, just, like, I would date this guy, here. and then, like, a week later. Immediately. Immediately. See, I, I was the same way, though I had yeah. kind of longer relationships. Yeah. But, yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah. There'd be a bit of overlap, or yep. it'd be a week or yep. something, and very I'd be fast. in another one. Very, very Same fast. Moment. So uh, it was a reputation that I was doing it, but I was only doing it with this guy. So it wasn't necessarily... I don't want to use the word slutty, because I love being slutty. I think it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no slut-shaming um, here. No, zero. Slutty in uh, the best... Uh, yeah, in the best in the, way. Yeah. So I had a lot of people talk to me, and then... At That's the same so time, like, I had a math teacher make one comment that really irked me, and then I just kind of snapped at him, and I wish I could remember my com- comeback. Um, what did he say? He, I had hickeys on my neck, yeah. and I was wearing a scarf. He's yeah. like, oh, is your boyfriend a vampire? Let me see that stuff. And I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. you can't. No. He would make snide comments about that kind of stuff all the time, just sitting in class. Yeah. But just, like, little, like, hinting at things... Just know. inappropriate just remarks. Inappropriate. Offhand. I was like, don't say that. I or understand. jokes. Or it was always jokes. And I can see him looking back. I can see him like being concerned. Right. Um, but not knowing how to talk about it and yeah. coming at it from a really Weird shitty way. angle. Yeah. 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 How old were you in high school? Uh, yeah, that would have yeah. been. Uh, when, when do you have to stop taking math, grade 10? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that was, was my final year of math. Um, yeah, but, like, this whole time, like, constantly, because I was dating so many people, mm-hmm. uh, my dad, at this point, was really worried and was like, well, he did say a lot of stuff like, mm, Haley, you're going to get a bad reputation. Uh, Already do, Daddy. I'm like, Already yeah, do. get over it. Uh, Not, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me. me. Um, but my mom heard that side of the conversation. She's like, absolutely, like, go and do this, but make sure you're safe. That's why we're talking so much, because you are involved mm-hmm. you are doing this stuff so I was on the pill she put me on the pill and I as soon as I lost my virginity yeah uh, I was I told her she's like great let's take you to the doctor tomorrow mm-hmm. um, and then every time I dated a new person my mom would have a conversation about what that guy was like with really? me she wanted to know That's who he so was uh, and it was a chore for a while she's like what's he like what does he do what's his name how's his family like <laughs> So many questions, but she just wanted to know what was going on. Good, uh, and that I knew so it was proactive, very proactive, you know? and it was easier to answer her than to avoid it. Yeah, yeah, it's just easier. And then she would tell my dad, and if they didn't like the guy, they were very verbal. Mm. Um, like I dated Scary Kevin, uh, the guy I talked about uh, on my show, on, on your show, that handcuffed me to the bed and then ran away. <laughs> oh god, uh, so fun. Uh, my parents didn't like that guy. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot to Scary Kevin. That story is a long, complicated story about abuse. Um, Because, like, there's a lot of jokes, and I tell that story. I tell various stories about being with him in stand-up and Mm -hmm. uh, comedic storytelling events, but the bottom line is it was was a relationship based in fear. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember when I broke up with him doing it in the Poor Credit Go train station because there were cameras in the lobby. So if he hit me, it was recorded. Oh, wow. uh, There would be proof of that. Like, that's the type of relationship that was. So how old Um, were you at that point? I was 16. 16. Yeah. So did you, you being a mm self-aware type of person, did you realize Not really. I I knew something was wrong. Um, but I was very proud. What did, 
Um, Proud about. Because I still really loved him. I liked him a lot. He was a dangerous bad boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was fun being with him. Yeah. Like, we, our dates all happened at 2, 3 in the morning. Like, yeah. he would call my house, let it ring once, hang up the phone, and I would knew to, I would know to meet him in my backyard. Right. And then we'd go sneak to the library and, so and make exciting. out on the monkey bars. It was exciting and fun and uh, I got to do a lot of stuff that... And you got to rebel a bit. Totally. We're at that age. Yeah. You just want uh, to. I just so wanted bad. to. But, like, uh, it just slowly evolved into something where he started... Like, I fell in love with him, and it was amazing. And then when he fell in love with me, the relationship changed. Mm. And he opened up, and uh, I found out that his name wasn't Kevin. Uh, he had changed his identity. Uh, the parents I met that were his parents were not, not his, his family. Uh, he had lived on the streets for a couple years, and then wow. these people had taken him in. So, so he was troubled. A, very troubled, and had a, a very long history of escaping an abusive family uh, uh, and like while living on the streets had paralyzed a man and had witnessed rapes and had done all this stuff and was oh, in opening up to me started kind of going back to that guy like I would spend the night at his house secretly a lot like I'd sneak out mm. at one in the morning sleep there and then sneak back into my house at 6am yeah uh, and there were times where he's like oh by the way like don't let me give you a new pillow my knife is in that pillow like that oh, was wow. this guy uh, so that was crazy so did when your parents didn't like him they didn't told like you, him. your mom obviously talked to you She's about like, we don't like him so what did you think about that uh i said you Were can't you? this was that point in my life i'm like you can't choose who i date i'm gonna date him yeah, anyway so rebellious rebellious and i just wanted to stick to my guns this relationship didn't last a, a very long time like maybe eight months tops okay but but when enough, you're that age yeah it's, it's, I felt it's like a forever. long-term relationship yeah um but like the sex was amazing yeah uh and this is when it also became a defense mechanism for me mm-hmm. uh, because i knew a lot about sex and i knew how to do it and you know i'll humble brag i'm okay at it I'm yeah pretty good at it. yeah pretty <laughs> so good, pretty good if he got aggressive or i thought i was in danger i would like take turn. my clothes off and be like you, you could turn do this it on instead yeah. i could turn on and escape a lot of violence by turning to sex so it was weaponized uh so did that um affect later relationships yeah uh definitely because then it was are we having sex i had to the reason. for a while it was why why are we doing this the am i protecting myself what's happening here yeah um, so so i guess i'm asking yeah. did you learn uh, oh yeah after yeah that, um i haven't next relationship the, the guy I dated immediately afterwards was yeah. a beautiful Spanish man who was beyond romantic. Yeah. Like, he would call my house and recite poetry about my eyes and then sing oh, acoustic wow. guitar songs to me. And he would visit my mom on her lunch break and bring her flowers. Like, that oh, guy was too much. It's, uh, <laughs> way the other way. Way the other way. The total opposite. Uh, and now I've found fun combinations of the two going yeah. down the line. All right, I'm going to talk about the Social Capital Theater for a minute because I love the space, the owners, and the staff, and I spend a good deal of time there between seeing hilarious comedy shows on a very regular basis and producing my own monthly erotica show there, Bed Post. They have two newly renovated stage spaces, multiple rehearsal rooms, and of course, a bar. Check out what's happening at the Social Capital Theatre, including their rentals, classes, and the multiple shows they stage every single night at SoCap.ca.
So did her kind of advice and concerns sink in? Yeah. My mom, she's like, okay, like, if you want to do this, she let me learn my it yourself. Yeah. Um, Come around on your own. Yeah. But eventually, uh, when I broke up, I told her that I broke up with Kevin. They were so glad and yeah. then started talking about all the stuff that they'd seen. They're like, looking back, like, this is the stuff that we were worried about. Yeah. Uh, and then Kevin broke into our house while we were on vacation oh and smashed. It was nuts. Uh, keyed the family car and then the drama room and the drama wing at my high school was totally vandalized like Haley's a slut all this stuff everywhere Uh, and the school wouldn't do anything about it I complained to the principal and I said you need to take this down it's about me Uh, and this woman uh, this female principal said how do you know that Uh, you can't prove that and it would be too expensive oh yeah always err on the side of the attacker right Uh, and I was like I know and we have cameras check the cameras and they wouldn't, they refused to help me. And I spoke to the janitor, who was a friend of mine. The janitor. The janitor. And did he do something? Uh, and he's like, I want to, I want to paint over them. I have everything we need. It's in this closet. I have yeah. all the paint we need. They won't let me do it. I just need to go ahead. And yeah. And they it. were refusing. So my brother broke into the school and got rid of it all. Really? Yeah. He scratched it all out uh, and got rid of it all because he was really mad. Because uh, everybody knew it was about me. Everybody knew what was going on. Yeah. Uh, except, except me. You know? Like, yeah. And this principal was the and worst. And the principal just yeah. did full out denial. My brother almost got in trouble for vandalizing the vandalism. Yeah. Yeah. For painting over vandalism. Yeah. Insane. That is yeah. awful. That is, uh, yeah, that just rings so true. Like, oh, yeah. It was uh, bananas. And any woman that cries rape, it's like right away not taken seriously. Yeah. How do you know? How can you it's prove bananas. it? How can you? It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, I, on the flip, if we're talking about this, let's, let's talk yeah, about Let's yeah, talk yeah. about it let's because it. Uh, I was raped in June. This, this June, past This past June. June. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, I'm healthy and I'm safe and I'm okay because yeah. I had a very different experience. It was very, very different. I've never been so supported and yeah. so believed and so welcomed. Great. Uh, it was eye-opening, and I feel yeah. like it's shown me that from – that wasn't too long. Like, I was 16 and I'm 26 now, so it's been 10 years, Yeah. and it's a ton of progress. Yeah. It's not all the progress we need, but it's, yeah. the steps have been insane. Like, I remember so, calling my boyfriend, Caleb, uh, who figured it out. He's a, a hero. I love him so much. I called him to tell him I cheated on him. Um, because I didn't know what had happened. Yeah. And when I called him to tell him this, uh, he was asking me, he's like, tell me exactly what happened. Yeah. Walk me through all these events. And I couldn't remember. Seems... He's like, this is not what happened to you. Uh, you need to contact someone. contact someone. You need to go to a doctor. Because he was in Guelph and I was in Toronto. So uh, so I called a friend of mine and uh, she answered the phone and guessed what was going on because she'd been through the same thing. So was uh, it a date rape or no or it's it's dr- uh, like a drug i didn't get situation? tested i didn't get tested on being drugged but i had a lot of alcohol okay uh it was a party it was a big sell i quit my job and we partied okay uh and i was i just don't know how much booze was in my cup because i was just like another gin and tonic please and okay. everybody there it was like a big love fest or like sure here you go yeah, well, biggest drink in the world so i had no idea how okay. much i could so drunk. totally okay and this guy just took who was a seven-year friend of mine just totally took advantage of me wow. um and then uh, this girl I called walked me through what she had gone through on the phone. And Which said, is I want to, yeah, like she was, like, she had the been. steps she afterwards. Had, yeah, all the steps. Like this is what, when I was, she was date raped. Uh, this is what I had to do. And I was alone when I did it. And I want to make sure you have the best experience. So, this what did sucks. You, so what did you have to do? So I went then? to her house yeah. and uh, took me to Mount Sinai where she had gone first. Yeah. And I skipped the waiting line. Yeah. Because when we talked to the triage nurse, she's like, great, Absolutely. 
wonderful, like quiet voices. Uh, she because it was it's not embarrassing, but it's there's a lot of shame there and a lot of guilt. Definitely. And I was still processing. And all you're of this. still kind of in shock. Yeah. So walked through it all. She's like, "Great, you can go sit over there. As soon as we have a room available, it's yours. You're in. Doesn't matter what else is going on." They took me to a private room that was three feet away from where I was sitting down, yep. where a female nurse did a check of me and was amazing yeah like is it okay if i do this tell me what happened i know you've already told this story but we want to get all the information down so we can help you yeah uh, and then they contacted women's college and said these guys will do a better job than we can we want to make sure you have the best service yeah they offered to call me a taxi but it was two blocks away so, you <laughs> so i walked with robin so this is um, right away after this right away immediately right this process there. took maybe 15 minutes wow. it was amazing wow walked to women's college where I was checked in instantly wow. uh, and then sat down with professionals who refused to be called like doctor this. It was Pam. Okay. <laughs> Pam's amazing. Okay. Uh, and walked through the story again. Robin had heard the story maybe five times by this point. Yeah. So she filled in some of the blanks uh, and asked questions and they knew exactly what questions to ask. And mm -hmm. I was instantly supported and believed and that's when it felt real it's like oh man i can tell this story and no one's doubting me this did yeah. happen to me yeah uh and it didn't feel bad i was like oh this happened to me and it's not the worst thing because obviously there's this beautiful support system it yeah. sucks that it happened but yeah i was given medication to counteract any diseases that i like chlamydia and gonorrhea yeah um i got my blood tested for yeah. HIV and various other things. Yeah. And then they booked appointments. They're like, great, come back in two weeks. We'll do some more. Come back in a month from now. We'll do some more. Wow. So follow-ups. The follow-up, everything. And then I moved to Guelph a month later. Okay. Like exactly a month later, wow. which just worked out so beautifully. Uh, and they transferred all my information to the Guelph hospital there and set up a free therapist wow. that I could go to as I decided to. Like I went every week for... Uh, until I was told I didn't have to go anymore. Uh, <laughs> so you got kicked out. <laughs> I, it was amazing. Like, we're just doing it, and I wish uh, Val, Val, yeah. she's the best. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, all these women I've talked to were so phenomenal. Wow. Uh, after talking to Val, she was like, great, you know what? I think you're good. <laughs> you Did you think you were I good? did. Because I, I, I went in for the last, like, my fourth session. It's insane. I'm because uh, I talk a lot about this. I'm not afraid yeah. to talk about this, Good obviously. And, Good for you. Uh, my family, everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, all the important people in my life know. My business partners know. Like, yeah. I'm a performer, so if I'm doing an improv show with someone, when this was really fresh, it's still fresh. I mean, it hasn't been that long time. Yeah. Uh, I would tell them, it's like, great, this has just happened to me recently, so if something's coming up on stage, you need to shut it down. Yeah. Uh, and everybody was amazing, with a few exceptions, and I don't see those people anymore. Good. Um, but Val just sat me down. She's like, you know what? I think you've processed all the important information. I don't think you need to come in anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously here if you want me to. Yeah. But I think you're good. And we put together, like, I'm going to go volunteer with Women in Crisis in Guelph. Awesome. Um, they gave me the Quilter Society in Guelph made me a blanket. <laughs> oh, my God. So when I'm feeling weird, like, I go wrap. It's amazing. It was amazing. It was so good. Uh, and in going through this and being so open, yeah. like, I think... The next, like, I was telling people the day it happened, and then for the next few weeks, contacting people and having open conversations and making sure I was safe in all my workplaces and all this. Like, if I knew I had to go somewhere on a regular basis, mm -hmm. I would tell a couple people there so yeah. I would have someone to talk to if I needed to. Yeah. Taking now precautions for yeah, your safety. Exactly. And I never want to feel like I can't talk to anybody. Yeah. So, and I have a wonderful community of people. Yeah. So I would just tell people and... Nine times out of ten, I would tell somebody and they would tell me their story. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nine I ten feel out of like, ten. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Not, perhaps not specifically rape, but lack of consent, blurry consent. Yeah. Uncomfortability. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just not being able to communicate for it whatever was, reason. Yeah. You know, that you're not enjoying something or that you want to stop or yeah. that you're, you've changed your mind. Yeah. Anything like that. I'm sure every woman Everyone everywhere has, has a moment yeah. where there's been where consent has been absolutely crossed. Yeah. And like I had women telling me, uh, and I'm very, I'm proud and I'm grateful for this whole experience Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part. I mean, (laughs) choosing those words carefully. Of course. But uh, like I had women come up to me and and tell me for the first time something that happened to them, like a rape that had happened to them seven years ago. Uh, And they just never told anybody because they were so embarrassed and so ashamed uh, and so guilty and they felt responsible because that's yes. what's built in, yeah. uh, and it's not true. That's the it's culture, just not true. women culture. Yeah, it's just that's why I'm talking differ- about it so much. Differing yeah. the man. Differ- yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. So I'm talking about it a lot, and I'm going around and sharing this. I'm doing a lot of storytelling shows Great. and uh, doing a lot of open conversations, and I'm getting a lot of responses from yeah. people who are finally talking about what's happening to them. Yeah. So it's been a very positive experience for me. The opposite of what happened to me with Scary Kevin. Yeah. Uh, which was very isolating and yes. lonely to go through it. Yeah. Um, like, that was a man that when I started dating Santiago, my wonderful Spanish yes. <laughs> boyfriend, yes. had both of us followed. Yeah. Uh, like, we dated in secret for almost three months. Like, don't oh, hold hands yeah. in public, walk on the other side of the street, I'll meet you in that cafe type of relationship. Wow. Um, and it's... Yeah. Isn't it awful that probably now you're so, you are so much better equipped oh, uh, to deal with some something like that happening mm. to you? But ten years ago, when you needed it the most, I'm sure, wasn't really there and perhaps a young woman not Mm. with not your positive sex Mm. positive experiences growing up um and self-awareness and confidence and able to communicate like you were 10 years ago you know as ill-equipped as you were at that moment other can you imagine other young women i can't imagine because i had being i had so many resources like my sex education was pretty good it wasn't great yeah my mom was incredible yeah but i had an idea that abusive relationships involved like being beaten heavily and having visible bruises Uh, that's not true that's not true there's so many kinds and i didn't think it happened to teenagers i thought it happened to like middle-aged women on tv yeah and more Uh, specifically didn't think it happened to you yeah absolutely it never happened to me never yeah so it's been a an interesting journey but now i'm very equipped and it's never like it just it's never a good time for anyone ever no never but Uh, now like i'm having i'm creating a place where people i have people call me that's and they'll right. be like, hey, I heard that this is something that happened. Can we talk? It's like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm hearing a lot of people opening up for the very first time and encouraging them to go talk more. So that's, I think that's something we need to do more is really open that dialogue up. Yes, it's happening. Definitely. It's great. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of interesting. It was the same role that you were playing in, you know, late grade school, early high yeah. school, where girls would come up to you and talk yeah. to you about sex. Totally. Because and I'm doing this... it even more. Yeah, <laughs> even more. I haven't changed it at all. Either. No, no. It's you're totally exactly the same. the same person. Still very sexually aggressive <laughs> yeah. and I answer all the questions. <laughs> yeah, it's good. This is amazing. Yeah. Okay, so now, so now what is your sex like? 
Oh, sick man. life like. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yes. Uh, I've never in my life had better sex yeah. than with Caleb Dullman. <laughs> Because he's one, a beautiful feminist, and right. two, incredibly enthusiastic and supportive. Like when I met him, we met on Tinder, first yeah. of all. Really? Uh, he was in a relationship. Yeah. Uh, so they were in an open relationship. Yeah. Uh, him and his his partner at the time had been together for five years and yeah. we met and I wasn't looking for anything. Uh, so we got together. He came to watch me do a show. They sat mm-hmm. him in the front row. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to sing a song, and I forgot all the words. <laughs> uh, and then he drove me home. We drank a glass of scotch, and we fooled around all yeah. night. And it was yeah. awesome. Uh, and then it just kept it going. It just kept happening. We talked a lot. I was We were texting all the time, and it was very playful and very honest mm-hmm. and very open because he was seeing somebody. He was yeah. in a relationship. So our relationship... You're- was built on these are the rules of how we get to do this yeah. and this built is what I want to do. Their yeah. Openness. Definitely. Yeah. So it was always very clear. And if I wanted to do something, I'd be like, right, is this cool? He's like, yeah. There was that's, always that's one of the things yeah. I like about being kind of in a polyamorous or open relationship mm-hmm. is that you get to have that talk yeah. right away because you have to set up you have to. the boundaries. And it should be something that happens in that's every That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't. Where there are a lot of miscommunications yeah. happening between yeah. t- between two people. It doesn't happen in our relationship. That it, it gives you an excuse when yeah. it's polyamorous, because right away you have yeah, to set you have to all the clear. things you can and can't do. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. And it's built around, not it's not built around sex, it's built around love, and it's, yes. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt your feelings, I don't want to break your heart, I want to be clear. Yeah. So that's how we started, and it just grew from there, and is continuing to be constantly consensual, lots of checking in, especially around, like, I was with Caleb mm-hmm. when, uh, when I was raped and he was so good. Yeah. We spent the next two weeks figuring out what we could do. He'd be like, great, let's figure out what it means to be naked around each other. Let's figure out what right. and where I can touch you and how I can touch you. And right. we spent hours just means like, what about this? Just How's this? And just experimenting. And it was fine and it was great. And there's so much trust there yeah. uh, that like we, we're, we're monogamish. Yeah. And if stuff comes up, I'm like, yay, Great. we'll run away. Like, we're seeing a girl, and she's amazing yeah. and so beautiful. Uh, and so the – yeah, do you see her – The three of us. Seeing all so together, All always. together and separately. And like, separately. It's just great. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and she is very open and has the same mindset as us, and so it's Is she easy. in other relationships as yeah. well? Yeah. Yep. She's doing her thing. Yep. Yeah. It's the easiest. Uh, yeah. And it should be complicated, you know what I mean, based on how I was – exposed to these types of things, I'm like, this should never work. But yeah. they do. You don't hear about yeah. the ones that work. You only hear about the you failures. You only hear about the failures, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's awesome. Have you ever ha- uh, been in a sort of triad or multi-person relationship before? Well, I mean, uh, the beginning of my relationship with Caleb is when things really started to kick off. Like, I spent New Year's Eve with him and his partner, and at yeah. midnight, he kissed her, and, and then, then he went, kissed and kissed me. Like, yeah. that's how we started. And it was fun and easy. And it was always... It was fine. Always fun and easy. Yeah, it was always fun and That's easy. Good. And then it just became clear to me, and we started talking. We always talked a lot about what his relationship was like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just wasn't working, him and his partner. Yeah, and and his They partner. slowly talked a lot and talked a lot, and they mm-hmm. just eventually split up. Yeah, it dissolved for whatever yeah. reason. Did he always have multi-people relationships? Uh, no. Or was this kind of a first time for him as well? It's, it's kind girlfriend? of always been 
It's never been off the table. Like, he's yeah. very open and very willing to try literally everything. Yeah. Uh, and so it wasn't ever... Like, I'm not sure, and it's not something I care about. You know what I right. mean? It's just he can date whoever he wants, and yeah. any type of relationship is totally fine. There's no connotations with anything. It's yeah. just love is love, and this is how I'm choosing to do it at this moment. So, Do you consider yeah. yourselves each other's primary partners? Yes. You yes. Do. Yeah. yeah, we're primary. And, oh, you and live together. We live you together. You just moved in. Yeah, I just moved together. <laughs> so, yeah, we're definitely, so definitely primary. And, like, when when I moved in, it's just, like, I want to be with him, and I always want to be with him, and he feels the same way. And yeah. that's not going to change, and whoever's joining us can join us. Can come on in. Yeah. Like, like a Guelph uh, house. It's, your Guelph house. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's fun. Like, we'll... If we're so open about fantasies and have like been very good about, we made we have a Google Doc with everything we want to do, and we check. You them have off. a list. We have a list. Uh, we made a list of of stuff we want to do on dates and stuff we want to do to each other. Uh, oh my god! And that's we just so go great. through. It's like, hey, what do you feel like doing today? We have Let's like look down the list. It's great. We have a living uh, pink cherry shopping cart where we yes. add stuff to it. It's so good. Like so I never a lot of toy play, lots of everything. Like lots whatever everything. you can think of, we've probably tried it. So tell me about tell me about what's the latest time you had sex? What did you do? Oh man, the last uh, time you had sex. The last time. Oh, he hurt his back. Ah! <laughs> so it was a lot of having sex. Having I don't know. He just woke up one day. He's like, "How?" And oh, I was okay. like, "Doesn't stop us." <laughs> so what did so you do? we just put on. Uh, he put on my favorite music because he listens to electronic music and all sorts of different really cool eclectic pieces that I know nothing about and yeah. learning about. But I'm Motown funk soul. Oh So yeah, he put on an too. Al Green radio playlist. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So I could get all excited, and then he just lay there, and I just went out. Went to town. Yeah, we spent a long time where I just tormented him so he wanted to use his back but he couldn't <laughs> so it was a lot of like me on top doing dances and talking to him and, be like, and teasing like you want this not happening <laughs> not uh, yet. so much fun like there's a, so much so much teasing that will go down like he'll we spend we have lunch together every day because yeah. he works nine to five and I don't mm-hmm. um so I make sure I'm home for lunch every day because I work it home. he comes home and then so you have a little quickie usually usually yeah but it almost Aww. always ends with and you'll get the rest later. later. <laughs> so I'll be dying all day long. Yeah, it's really fun. And do you wait? Oh yeah, I'll wait. You don't like uh, get off in the afternoon. No, I'm. We have. I'm forbidden. Ah, uh, yes. I'm forbidden, and we have a lot of rules. Of uh, there's a lot of fun, like Dom sub play play in our yep. relationship, and I love it so much. He's very. Do you uh, are you versatile? Do you sw- switch and yeah. swap? Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. As the mood strikes um, you, definitely. If I, if that's yeah. what I'm feeling, he's like, go ahead. Uh, but it's usually uh, he's the beast and I'm Barbie. He's the beast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's it's awesome. Like it's. Um, my favorite thing that we'll do is countdowns. So what's that? Um, so we'll be having sex, and then he'll make direct eye contact with me and say 10, 9, and start to count down. And I know mm-hmm. that I have to come after he gets to 1. Uh-huh. Like, on 1. That's my job. Yeah. Uh, and we can do it. And you and can do it? Oh, yeah. Good um, for you. It's great. You are talking to me before. You can have lots of orgasms Tons. in a sitting. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, I wish I could remember. our no- Like, our number is definitely in the high teens. It's wow. awesome. Wow. Oh, what's man. your norm? What's a, a typical session? Uh, At least three. Session At least about, three. About three. Yeah. And that's, At like, if three. we only have a little bit of time. A little bit of time. Yeah. I they- very rarely just have one. Are they all achieved in the same way? No. Nope. similar way? No? Variety. Wow. Variety have you always life. Have you always been like that? Um, more so now. I feel like now it's just that he's... Did it open up lately? Yeah, it's just that he's so open, and if I say, I'm into this, he's like, great, let's do it. There's no... I'm never... 
embarrassed to ask for something because like like I said it doesn't I want seem everything. like you would be no but I've been with a lot of guys that are shot like I've taken a lot of virginities <laughs> I've <laughs> taken a lot have. of virginities <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, and so they're learning and I don't want to spring all this because I like fucking everything right yeah um, we have like restraints under their beds and we have maybe 30 feet of Japanese silk rope like it's awesome yes uh, so I would be with guys that maybe weren't ready for that kind of stuff yet. And be okay. like, hey, what about if I gave you head outside? Like, ooh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so it was for the first time being with someone who was... So this is just... A same experience level as me and same... Enthusiasm. and adventurism. Like, just so much fun. Like, we'll go out for dinner and have, like, a vibrating butt plug. Yeah. And he'll have a remote and we'll eat a meal. Like, it's great. Yes. It's so fun. So take me through... Um... I'm very interested because I'm kind of pigeonholed when it comes to having orgasms. Yeah. I have it. I'm not. Um, I'm a little versatile. Yeah. But uh, I, I mostly yeah. need the same types of yeah. stimulation. So I'm interested. Yeah. What are all the different ways Ugh. that you can actually? Okay. First of all, I'm so lucky. Yes. <laughs> I'm so you lucky. You are. It's great. Uh, oh, so and- like uh, vaginal fine just yep i can do that so having um, pnv pnv i can do that just that uh, it is more likely if there's also clitoral stimulation by yourself yeah in your own um, hand. or we have the magic wand which is mm, so good <laughs> hitachi. Uh, i love it i love hitachi yeah uh, so we'll do that uh anal sex just awesome yep really wow. um or uh there's usually both like if he if we're having anal sex i'll be touching myself or using a toy yeah uh, which is the best and that's the fastest way that's like you know 30 seconds with a partner that's yeah maybe not full anal but yeah. anal play yeah oh. that's actually the first time i had an orgasm yeah with a partner and it's the was thing that when anal... so afraid to try it's like, yeah do it it's so good <laughs> yeah yeah so now yeah now as an adult I have to have a vibe on myself, yeah. but that's the fastest, quickest yeah. way for yeah. me as well. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the fastest way. Yeah. It um, makes it better. Why not? Right? Why not? Well, yeah. that, that's what I'm... Yeah. I, I use a vibe now. For me, I uh, hadn't for a very long time and then mm-hmm. just started to yeah. and then always do yeah. now. If it Which, works, don't stray from And it. for me, yeah. yeah, like I'm not really going to analyze it whether now my body yeah. is a little different than I'm older, mm-hmm. so I need it now. Like, who? Yeah. It's great. It works yeah. great. Awesome. So I'm, I'm yeah. I'll use it. Yeah. So I use a vibe. Great. Um, yeah. So that's the easiest way for me yeah. too. And there are more ways for me. Yes. Um, Give I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh man. Did you see that terrible Josh Hartnett movie? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, 30 Days and 30 Nights where he gives yeah. up sex for Lent. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this scene where uh, he touches her with a rose, like, just, like, lightly touches her body. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Like, just, like, gentle finger touching. It'll get so with, intense. Without any Nothing. Just, like, general light touching and conversation. Really? Um, so, so talking you can do me, a hands-free, basically. I can do hands-free. Wow. Uh, the proudest, <laughs> Caleb's proudest moment uh, is just straight-up nipples. Yeah. Giving me uh, probably two or three orgasms from just that. Wow. Yeah. See, I had a guy that I, um, sometimes I have some internet fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, with people. And there was this one guy that Matt was like, this guy's the worst. <laughs> he, like, would t- he was a writer, so he wrote, Ooh. like, these elaborate erotic stories, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, which I like, because I'm an erotic writer as Obviously, well. Yes. But they were a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> he had a story that was, like, he would say he was on the phone with a woman, and she was in, like, the food court of a mall. Yeah. And... 
like give her an orgasm just by talking to her on uh, the cell phone. Yeah. And then and then telling her when to come and then yep. she would come. And Matt's like, that's bullshit. It's not bullshit because I've done that. <laughs> I have done that thing. And I told that to another person and she yep. was like, I've done it too. Yeah, it's amazing. Because um, I'll just think about what he's talking about and like yeah, really, you're really visualize what's happening it. and try to feel it because we'll talk about stuff that we've done yeah. so I can access that memory and remember what it feels like in my body. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time and whatever he wants to try, like we're just GGG, down for it. Yeah. And if there's Dan something Savage, we don't know how to, oh, I love it. Dan him. Savage terminology there. Yes. Good giving in game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's just fun to try things. Like if this is what we're into, let's try to make that happen. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. And if it's doable, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he, um, obviously a lot of different physiology, mm-hmm. uh, happening for him during yeah. sex? Yeah. Does he have, will he have multi orgasms? Like if he has an ag- orgasm, uh, he can he can. wait a 10 minutes yeah. and then start up again? Uh, I did that sound- for the first time for him. Yeah. So he can do it. It's uh, cause it sounds like you're doing it for a long, a while. Yeah. I feel a- like minimum is like, do we have, do you want to have a quickie? We have 45 minutes. Like, yeah, that's, that's a quickie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh, you're coming so, how many times? It's crazy. It's not even fair. It's so good. Um, but he can. He definitely can. It's not something that happens every time, because normally he'll be like, that's good for me. Yeah. Uh, I surprised him. He's like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's doable, but uh, not every time. Usually he does at the end. Yeah, he'll. Uh, he's such he'll a wonderful human being where he gets off on getting me off. Yeah. And so the more I get off, the happier he oh, is. Oh, perfect. So it's just a dreamland. Perfect. It's so perfect. good. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we're built for each other, I swear. Truly. I oh love it. So we are just about at time here, Haley. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. For coming and talking. Yeah. Oh, man. So many topics. So many talks. <laughs> On yes. so many topics. Yeah. Please tell our listeners yes. where, where we can find you. What, what do you have coming up in the future? Absolutely. Anything exciting? Um, well, I like I said, I live in Guelph, and I am part of the founding crew for the Making Box Comedy Theater awesome. in Guelph. So you can find us on www.themakingbox.ca. Yeah. Um, we have regular shows and regular classes, all sorts of cool stuff. Yep. Um, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at HJ. Kellett, K-E-L-L-E-T-T. And my biggest thing yeah. uh, that I would love to plug for people in Toronto, listeners in Toronto, is yeah, I'm yeah. part of an all-female super troupe called One Night Stand. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I've seen it. I love it. I saw the one with Colin Mockery. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Jealous. It's a blast. Love that Colin Mockery. Uh, I've kissed him on the mouth twice. Yeah, I feel like you've yeah. done a lot of work <laughs> with him, right? Yeah, we work together a lot. Of, he's He's... The most charming man. <laughs> um, so we have uh, One Night Stand has monthly shows. Mm-hmm. I believe we're usually the third Thursday of every month, but that kind of rotates. So if you like us on Facebook, you can find all the info for our upcoming shows. Amazing. Once again, this is Haley Kellett with me today. I am Aaron Pym, and this is the Bedpost Podcast. To find out more about the Bedpost Stage Show, please go to facebook.com slash bedposterotica and give us a like. My personal blog with over 100 erotic short stories is at aaronserotica.com. Lastly, the Bedpost Podcast features original music by Steph Copeland, who can be reached at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com. Bye! Bye!